1: Pop of the morning, everybody, and welcome to Popcorn Culture. As always, I am your one true host, Jazzy J, joined as usual by my brother and the one true co-host, Buzzy Benjamin B. Ben, how are you today? I'm fine. Thanks for co-hosting the show with me. This was such a surprise. It like was. every day, every week when we're going to do the pop, there's this like formality check of like uh, just just double check that Ben's still the host, right? That's that's it- good. And then the like, cat sent a message back. you like, like, oh, I just did the math. Jay's the host this week, <laughs> I think we were both like, what's the occasion? What's the, <laughs> is it my birthday again already? Because <laughs> it was on my birthday, then it was a week off, and now I'm back. It could be that it is a, uh, it is a Popcorn Culture National holiday, Ben. It is, in fact, it is indeed. It is.
2: Today, as
1: of recording,
2: it is February 14th, 2023, and also, more importantly, the very famous holiday of on East Pavia Day. Day. Yeah, we said it together because it's easy and a very memorable word.
1: It is. Sometimes you might even get close to pronouncing it correctly. I like to think that we've nailed it at this point. I think so. Eastern I think Manpavia so. Day. If you're unt- if you're new to the pop, Easton Pavia Day is one of our greatest creations, which is to say, it is it is Eastern Pavia Day to me is this like is like proof of like human instinct, like collective human instinct. In a way. Oh yeah, sure. Because okay. I, I follow. I follow. Because I believe when we were talking about it once upon a time, we were talking about an, a, a pending Valentine's Day and how it seems to be this like uh holiday that like almost no one likes. Like it, yeah, e- it's if like you're, even if you're in like either you're not in a relationship and it's this grand reminder that you're not, or you're in one and it's this like like responsibility that's been thrust on you for no reason. It's true. It's true. No,
2: I yeah. mean, and it's it's such a weird one <clears throat> as well, because like I as like a person, one of my like love languages tends to be like gift giving, mm-hmm, especially yes. the way that like I give love. Right. And so for me, I have found myself in this like like I don't know quandary if you will like i i feel stuck when it comes to valentine's day because i go through like the holiday season and christmas and like i have so much fun like trying to go above and beyond and like finding like really cool special things that like alice never knew she wanted you know and it's like it's a blast and then promptly our uh, wedding anniversary is january 6th right which usually on the heels of the holiday season we're kind of like hey do we want to agree that like we don't do anything for our anniversary. we want to do something? Should we go to dinner? Like, you know, it's kind of like we just came off of this like very grand version of like gift giving for each other. And then like immediately have another occasion. And then a month later have like yet another occasion. And I feel like I'm still like kind of basking in like, December yeah you know and so I'm like 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 Valentine's Day especially for Allie who like owns a flower shop you know this is like one of her just like absolute busiest days of the year Our like only standing tradition is basically we usually go and get like wings and beer there you go <laughs> after her day nice Um, so maybe that's what I'm doing tonight but Sounds pretty great to me. Anyway, on the whole, I feel like what we discussed originally in the <coughs> creation of East time of Mojave Day was that, like, even even the holiday of Thanksgiving in America is this like time when like everybody sort of like gets together like with the families and everything. Yes, but there was never really like that designated holiday for like the people who you like specifically like the people you go like your friends yeah. you know like yeah, out, there's not, outside there's not a of friends holiday right yeah outside of like your blood relatives or whatever it's like you've got you've got like all these other people who then like you spend a lot of time with who then like on the holidays you very rarely spend time with because everybody's like spending time with their with their family.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like this weird thing because like on the one hand, it's like, yeah, OK, yeah, of course, holidays are time to come together with family. It's like an excuse to like make sure you all come together and see each other. But at the same time, it's like it's quite possible that you spend way more time and have like more special, meaningful relationships with like just your fr- the friends in your life. Right. Um, who you see, like, much more frequently, but there's never a holiday to celebrate that. So, uh, yeah, way early on in the pop, we decided that, like, we, like instead of Valentine's Day, we should just have Friendsgiving, and the way you will uh, celebrate it is you have to invite all of your friends over, so it's, very, it's kind of like Thanksgiving, but instead of your family, it's your friends, and everyone who comes to wherever you're gathering must bring um, some form of french fries and you will have french fries
2: french fries french fries i love it i yeah. love it what, so didn't we also at one point in time have some type of like rock there was there was
1: some sort of like bring a painted rock or something I don't, rock. I don't remember that yeah i
2: don't know that we've ever actually done it but i yeah. feel like a year after we after we like we laid claim to this as like the the official holiday of the pop uh somebody tagged me in a post and they were like got my east of day set up and it was like french fries and painted rocks and i yeah. was like
1: Did we we, actually? What was the ride? Yeah, I totally forgot about Uh, it. But, But anyway, the reason to me it's this like weird proof of like collective human instinct is that we like just sort of were like spitballing and came up with this funny thing to replace Valentine's Day with Friendsgiving instead of Valentine's Day, February 14th, same day. And like we were inundated with people telling us that like oh my gosh this already exists literally the holiday you're describing minus the french fries but french like fries. Friendsgiving on valentine's day is just already a thing in scandinavia and it's called eastern van pavia and i was like what no rolls off the tongue rolls off the tongue as does the entire scandinavian Uh, dialect you know as always as As always always. i think
2: even just last week you and i were literally talking about like the the way that we like vibrate at the same frequency as like scandinavian culture yeah like it it just tends to be the case that it's like you'll hear about something that like they do and it's like
1: of course they do of course they've got
2: got it all figured out high five to sweden yeah boom
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was it that was my uh audio high five with an entire country just now how would it sound truly excellent high five
2: okay so a question we were just talking about before yeah. we walked in to record
1: the pop i think okay. it was very
2: interesting because i was talking about the rocks yeah uh with east end on poppy a day yeah. is i was like this is like a detail that like i literally can't remember whether or not we contributed this to the holiday or if like the the pop community contributed it or if even like part of the actual scandinavian holiday involves oh
1: yeah like the, the real holiday involve rocks
2: right so it's interesting because literally right before we came in i was asking a question about the movie inside out yeah and like the way that memories work inside of the movie inside out because it seems like for the most part the more that you and i have studied that movie the more like we're kind of in awe of how effectively it like tells this emotional journey. Yeah. And like the way in which like, you know, like I'll I'll be like attempting to like explain things to people and then like realize that like literally inside out, it's like they did that. They did that. It's like they, they did that they thought of it like they, they it's like it's a formerly positive memory that has now been tainted by by something sad that happened but now it like it was a good memory that became a sad memory I get it yeah you know like whatever Um. so there's like all sorts of like stuff that like clearly the people who were making that movie went like just so far above and beyond to like understand the human mind and like the way that like emotions and memories and all these things work uh, and one of the things I was talking about is like there's obviously the super tragic scene where Bing Bong is, like, down in the, you know, pit of memory despair. Yeah, where the memory dump. The memory dump, where memories go to die, effectively. And the, the curiosity I basically had was, like, in that moment, you effectively see Bing Bong be, like, erased from Riley's memory. And my question with that was almost, like, okay. But so then, like, there are drawings that she made of Bing Bong as a child. So my question was almost, like, what would happen if, if her parents were like, oh my gosh, like let's look for, through your childhood portfolio, and in doing so, they, they like like oh Bing Bong, like your imaginary friend, and like showed a picture to Riley. Would like Bing Bong has faded from her memory, right? Like more for plot based reasons than I think for reasons that like you know would otherwise make sense. But but for the purposes, let's assume Bing Bong faded. Yeah. When prompted with like a photo, it's like could she remember? ever even ha- ever even having had this imaginary friend
1: right like like yeah could she or would she just be like oh my gosh I don't even like remember I drew this yeah it'd be like, like wow like, I, what, who, I have, what was his name oh I don't remember him at all being, there was a song yeah who's your friend that likes to play ding, bong, ding. yeah uh-huh. um yeah yeah you're right like it that is an interesting... yeah is there, and the weird thing about this question is like you could never know you could and this was immediately right? the problem this is, is immediately that, like, the problem like, let me
2: try to think of an example, oh, wait, I can't yeah, because <laughs> if you
1: could think of it that wouldn't that would no longer be the
2: example right it means you you remember you yeah. remember the thing, and so literally, as we were talking about like the passing of the rocks, for them on Pavia day I remember. That someone had tagged me in this before. I feel like it is connected to the holiday in some way, whether or not it had to do with us or if it was just like otherwise a part of, of the event. And it's like, this is, this is an example. I literally like the memory orb faded. Yeah. So it's like, it's gone. Yeah. Now I, I can't without, although it'd be very interesting if we went back and listened to the episode if then it jogged the memory enough that I was like... Or would you just I,
1: be remembering listening to the episode? Oh, good question. You know? I know. Because I feel like, you're right, like, like is it, like, does Riley, yeah, suddenly not have any recollection of that character at all, would not even know his name anymore? Or would if would she, like, be able to, like, remember having played with him, but not necessarily be able to, like conjure him up to play with him again or something. So Yeah, I, you know? I don't
2: know. I don't know. And I actually, to use this exact example to my own life, I had an imaginary friend growing up. Yeah. And I do not remember what she looked like. Mm. And that's like a weird one where it's like, I remember I remember, uh, I don't I don't feel like I want to say it. <laughs> <I'd be laughs> like, I, I know I had one. I remember her say name. It, ben. it was called Chi. Yeah. Um, which is probably one of those things that like I bet that as a child, <clears> I almost like Said out loud, and mom and dad were like, "What was that word you just said?" And it was like, "Like, did I say something cool?" I'm holding on to that forever. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I actually thought about this, and I was, I was, I was blown away. Like two years later, uh, with your son Luke, yeah, because I remember he used to say like Mishka, Mushka, and yeah. I was like. This is, like, what is he, like, invented his own language? Like, what is this, like, these, like, words that mm. he's saying? And then when I had a child, I watched the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, where it's, like, the secret password for...
1: Yeah, like, unlocking or, like, uh, summoning toodles to you in Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yes. Yeah. Miska, Mooska, Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Oh, that show is the worst, <laughs> uh, That it's one. Not, it's not my favorite, either. It's It wouldn't be... It's, like, the fact that there are just other Mickey shows, like... The difference between Mickey Mouse Clubhouse appropriateness for kids versus like one level up, like Mickey and the Roadster Racers, it's like the line is between like I don't know, six months and seven months or something. It feels like you know, like like the age range it's targeted at is so young that's like you can just play the older one and it doesn't really make any difference. I don't think.
2: I always remember this as a child when like um, like Blue's Clues yeah. and like a lot of those types of shows were coming out. Gullah Gullah Island. Oh I remember yeah, there was binya binya. one. Yep. And uh, there, but I remember no matter what age I was, I think like even I may have been like five when these started to come out, it was like, it was already like way too.
1: It was only, yeah, it was like way too oversimplified.
2: Right. Like way, way too like, like maybe like preschool grade versus like where I, so it's like, I've never had a moment of recollection in my life where I was watching a children's show where it was like, it felt appropriate. And then time passed and I looked back on it and be like, I used to think this was so clever, you know, Yeah, Like, like a cat, huh?
1: That's how you draw one. Right. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, I think I think what makes Mickey Mouse Clubhouse worse is that like there is a 1 million times better product that is more or less just as appropriate for the same age kids that they could be watching instead, but sometimes they're just like Clubhouse and you're like or Funhouse. Or Roadster Racers or Mickey, you know, anything else. <laughs> right, right, right. Let's watch any other Mickey product. I know, okay?
2: I know. I, the good news is it seems like, near as I can tell, there are plenty of shows. Because I've got like a good few dads in my life at this point. A good yeah. few shows that people have like recommended to me
1: as like, this one's good, this one's not. and yeah, this one's Yeah, you don't yeah. want to get stuck with this one. <clears throat> You're right. Just stick with Bluey. you'll be fine.
2: There you go. Louie's the best show. All, all will be well. Okay, so other questions yeah. that, we, that we were talking about out in like the, the main area of, of SCB with the crew. With the crew. Before with the crew came in to record i um well i i a couple of weeks ago we were recording after the final pop which is um like a bonus piece of content that we make for patrons and uh it's just like an extra 15 to 20 minutes of jay and i talking uh after you know each yeah, after each, the main
1: episode each week's episode yeah
2: and uh I, going into it i had texted alice and was like hey i need a topic for after the final pop like what do you got and she just texted back gum and you and I went on to have a massive conversation
1: about gum. Yeah, I didn't know I had that much to say about it, but it turns out I have strong opinions about gum.
2: I, honestly, it was one of my favorite After the Final Pops we ever did. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to check it out, patreon.com slash popcornculture. This wasn't meant to be an ad for that, by the way. I was just trying to set up everything else. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I've been doing since then is basically just like Like, without any warning, looking at somebody being like, what's a good topic for the pop? And, you know, just seeing, like, what they come up with. Because apparently the bar is incredibly low as to what we can talk about at length. Um, (laughs) So...
1: so, you just need anything.
2: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So if you have, like, a one-word suggestion, feel free to email it over to us. Let us know somehow. Leave it in the comments. We'll be sure to check it out. Um, But so I asked Ethan, the editor, before we came in, and he talked about um, sitting in the front row in... Uh, class. Yeah, and also, if you remember or were impacted by any of the people you sat next to in the classroom, now that you're like so much further in life, yeah, like is there anybody you can like look back on and be like, man, like that person like said a thing that changed my life, or like that person like if not for this, then I never would have met them, and if not for that, then like whatever, right? Um, because I feel like they're they're the influence of of like the people you're seated next to. Like, I even remember my first day of sixth grade because I had moved from uh, Franklin County, Virginia to Roanoke County, Virginia. Yeah. <clears throat> and so on top of being at like a new school, most of the kids funneled into that school all came from the same elementary. There was like, like three schools that funneled in, uh, but with most of them coming from one. And then everyone else was new to me. Right. Um, but the people I sat next to in on my first day of elementary school based on my last name like spelling of like c a yeah basically like that ended up being like so my whole friend group in like all through middle school and high school largely ended up being people with last names that started with c right yeah um, what do you know right yeah it's just like these were the first people i met and basically from then on out that was it those were the people i knew whatever so i would almost be even curious like go through a yearbook which is categorized by alphabet and see like if if these groups of pairings it's like oh that person
1: and oh that yeah person. like does it just like, so happen that lots of people are near their friends in the yearbook yes yeah yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> is that like a thing that, that, that ends yeah. up happening i bet it is i bet it is on some level I,
2: I try to pick like one person from my recollection and can immediately think of three people that would have been in their same home room so it was oh, like that's okay funny. okay i think that yeah. I think there's some something to that
1: especially it makes sense for home room especially like or at least where we went to high school because like while your class schedule changed every single year and who you might have class with and uh, for how long or whatever, and like how the teachers did their seating charts and stuff changed. But like, you had a static home room for four years. Yes. Yeah. So, yep. like, always went to the same place. So, yep. it would make sense that like maybe those people you got to know better because you like every more and not even, not even was it just that it was a static one. It was like the start of every day. Right. Was yep. there with the same people
2: for a whopping yeah. like seven minutes, I think.
1: Yeah. Which is to say that not for, for not really was there a, t- well, okay. I could, now, as I'm thinking more about it, there were, there, like, uh, were there people I sat next to? I always found that, like, whatever my science class uh, was, for whatever reason... Um our school always had, like, uh, almost every other classroom had just, like, regular desks, but all of the science classrooms had, like, those big, black, I was blocky... Ju- yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, like, almost
2: made of, like, a, like a slate or something. Yeah, like, some like I, I like guess because you have
1: to, maybe you have to do, like, experiments with fire or something on them. They
2: would lead you to believe <coughs> that, yeah, like, okay, every single science class I ever had stocked, <coughs> stocked to breaking point with bunsen burners i probably used bunsen burners like a grand total of six times from sixth grade all the way to senior year
1: oh i know like Like, what's
2: the what with why who funded the bunsen burners you gotta have them for
1: that one day of class you know
2: that one day everyone's
1: like it's such a good idea but as soon as like as soon as it's in action someone's like oh like like Twenty teenagers are using fire right now. <laughs> I can completely see the liability associated. Yeah. <laughs> There's no
2: <laughs> doubt about it. We were not adequately changed trained for it. However, all I ever wanted to do was like, like I have frequently thought that if like I was if I went to Hogwarts for example, I would have loved potions class. Oh, because it's yeah. just like it's like it's just like mixing. It's mixing its ingredients. It's just, it it's, sounds it's, fun. It's like it's crushing stuff using mortar and pestles. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so science class. for So you. science
1: class. So that the way that meant was though that like you always shared a table with one other person so you always had like a lab partner more or less quote unquote not that you were doing many like labs in high school or anything right but like whoever whoever my lab partner was i feel like i almost always had like a very like like funny like unique relationship but it would often be someone like that i just didn't really know like i like i knew who they were because our class wasn't like huge or anything right it was like we're aware of each other but we haven't spent time with each other or anything and like we had no reason to but now we're sitting next to each other for 40 minutes a day and so it was always just this like i don't know like I feel like I always had like good lab partners or or I w- they would it would be the complete opposite. And it would be like, I just have to sit next to a completely silent person for 40 minutes a day. Right. 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 Yeah. I cannot get them to yeah. talk to me. But, but it was like either a one or a ten. You <laughs> right. Know?
2: Right. No, I, I definitely had that, too. With uh, math class, I would say was the only other class where I felt like typically you ended up having like a t- like a table shared uh,
1: like with with a fellow classmate. Oh, I don't think I had joint ma- math partners. Really? Yeah, oh, no, I don't remember com- that at completely all.
2: Completely missing out. Man. Well, um,
1: <laughs> the joy of solving formulae with your friends. I mean, it doesn't get any better, <laughs> does it? Like,
2: this is best case scenario. No, I, I remember that there was a, um, uh, a girl that I was, I was stationed with mm-hmm. in Fellow C, Last name, C. Yeah, sure, of course, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. So you know, I was like, I, like, I knew her from homeroom, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, I just always thought that she was like a like a pretty girl, and mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like one of the like one of the cool kids or whatever. Um, and then in my class also was uh, a lad named Kevin. A lad. A lad. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that Kevin and I had in common was that we have the same birthday.
1: Oh and, wow!
2: I know. And so like it was this thing where like you know I'm, I'm sitting next to person C. Yeah. Girl C. Girl C and you know, Kevin. Yeah. And I'm like establishing... Well, Kevin sat on the other end of the room at first, <laughs> safely away. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> and I established this like great rapport with with Girl C. And it was this thing where it was like, I was like, this is really like unbelievable. It was like, despite having like homeroom with this person, I was like, I never really got like a chance, like actually develop like a friendship with them at all. And it was like for the whole first semester, because there was four nine weeks in our school years. I don't know if that's how it is everywhere, but that's how it was for us. So for the whole first semester, so two, nine weeks, I sat next to girl C and it was like, I like, I really enjoyed it. And I actually felt like I like excelled at, algebra two yeah like during this year because it was like like we we, like had like a rapport friendship we're like excited to like you know chat and do math together solve equations right yeah um, totally as we've already established yeah and um you know at the at the end and we were in the front row you know uh i felt like so all all was like really going well and then it got to the end of the semester and the teacher mrs s was like i'm gonna move everybody so that you guys have like fresh partners to like work with and it was like oh man that's kind of a bummer and then kevin got sat, sat next to girl c and like so from like i'm out in the back row wow they're still in the front row and so i'm like i got demoted wow you know i'm like wow, all the way back wow, here wow, wow. like like i wonder if they're gonna be friends and sure enough they totally established a rapport and got married wow <laughs> oh know, my gosh i know Jeez, they were like i think they were like prom queen and king and stuff and i was like so
1: close so that could have been you that could, could have, have been, been you i know life could have been impacted. you could have been married to kevin i know yeah. i know
2: <laughs> i always thought i was like there must have been some type of like weird like you know like october 20- <laughs> i just got it i just got I was it like, oh you went right <laughs> past that oh man no. truly he, no. he was a pretty handsome man. <laughs> old Kev. um but i always i always thought it was so like unbelievable i was like it was like me and him, I, like, which obviously the date of your birth is like so, not yeah. not incredibly relevant to things, <laughs> right? But I was also like, I was like, how interesting is it that it was like, like this math class for her was very impactful like, right yeah it's absolutely <clears throat> if i were to talk to them about this i guarantee they remember oh i'm sure like, you know yeah. because it's like it's just like one of
1: those things like and wow. got married wow and got wow, married. wow wow Wow. i know i know that is crazy that is crazy um i don't think uh oh boy i'm trying to think now if the people i sat next to had that big of an impact i suppose there was in my um in, in the, in the, for the sake of getting married, uh, in my, uh, 11th grade English class, um, my down the street, our down the street neighbor, Nora, um, was just like, uh, sat in front of me or maybe off to the side. What, I don't know. Yeah. In front of me, and so like we were like buds because we like you know lived are neighbors,
2: right? And, um, and Monty Python,
1: obviously, and Monty, yeah, of course, yeah, Monty Python, <laughs> the Holy Grail, huge for you know our grade, our generation. Yeah, they're quoting yeah. it around uh, around the school and stuff. But um, her. She was, uh, in the band and she was like, I want to say second chair. Um, but so first chair was of course, uh, my lovely wife, Beth, Amazing, <laughs> of course. And so, uh, her and Beth were super good buds cause they did like band together and flute and sat next to each other and did all that stuff. So, uh, Beth sat next to us in English. So I remember for a while there, uh, Nora would have like a bag of M&Ms every day and she'd always like choose like a color combination she was trying to end the day with. So she would like turn around and offer you like only the red or the yellow M&Ms or something like that so that she could have like only blue and green by the end of the day or something. Amazing. A total awesome project to pursue every <laughs> single day of your life.
2: 100. I hope she does it to this day.
1: But so I remember that being like one of those like first like contact points between me and Beth. Because I like that I, I was just another person for so long in like high school. I was like, yeah, I, I know of you. But I had never like really had many um, like like touch points with her. But like right. this weird Eminem sharing and our joint friend Nora was the um, like the maybe like the, the first contact.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I do
1: remember that. I do remember that. Um, let's see. I will say. Okay. We'll scale it back to eighth grade. Um, I think I've told the story about how I was the most improved person in in uh, intermediate Everything. advanced concert band. Jay. <laughs>
2: everything everything most I think, improved I think also person. cross country also soccer <clears throat> yeah also band.
1: Yeah. where already started with band. Yeah. How about
2: swim team? Were you ever most improved on swim team? I don't
1: think I was most improved at swim team. No.
2: You were just always good.
1: I was just, I mean, I was good at the breaststroke. Not so. Not so. You, <laughs> you know.
2: Knock the chlorine off your shoulder yeah, there. Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't want to brag too much or anything because I wasn't like a year-round swimmer, so I could only ever be as good as the other summer swimmers, but. Oh, naturally. you know, yeah, yeah those, the, the year-rounders are like, well, there's no, there's no chance. You can't, you, can't, you can't compete with that. Right, yeah. They and got up before
2: school and went to practice.
1: Exactly. So. They took it very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um but so uh yeah, eighth grade band. I remember uh, I started out as like ninth out of tenth chair, and then you could like challenge people, and the person who was tenth chair challenged me to a song, changed it on the <laughs> day of, totally cheated their way past me, and oh, I ended up yeah. in tenth. We have heard this. Story it was before. though I was I was so that, that was mad. that was
2: again for clarity tenth out of
1: ten. <laughs> yeah, okay, I was okay. so <laughs> mad, Danielle, if you're listening, I was so mad. I doubt you are, but um, anyway, it motivated me strongly. The next time challenges came around, and I got all the way to fourth was the big, obviously the biggest improvement in the class, hence my awesome award most improved. Nice. But so sitting next to me on one side was this guy named Andrew and sitting next to me on the other side was this girl named Amelia. And Amelia went on to be like my first girlfriend, like like real girlfriend, I suppose. I do remember this. Yeah. So I, I,
2: I completely forgot about the band connection. But yes, but, but truly amazing. So
1: there was that. That was a big impact for me. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of a, mm, I mean, I'm sure I could go down several more. Oh, yeah. 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 But, I don't know. I don't know how long you want to spend on this. No, it's okay. I,
2: I, honestly, I mean, it's like it's like the great gum conversation of two weeks ago. We, we have no idea how long it'll go. But it feel, I know. It feels like a good spot for a transition. A transition! Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018, and a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in.
1: Ben, are you ready for a corny joke? I couldn't be more ready if I tried. Okay, well, maybe it's more of a fun fact. Like, did you know that uh, diarrhea is hereditary? No. Well, it's true. It runs in your genes.
2: <laughs> oh, 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 it's awful. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't, oh, my gosh. I feel like I need to go, like, drink a gallon of Pepto-Bismol.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm so that was, that was the best reaction <laughs> that, I've seen.
2: Yeah. You didn't even have it. Like, literally, I saw in the yeah. show notes that you have this written down. And I was like, Jay, I don't think that's <laughs> a
1: joke. <It's> like, <laughs> but now, you know, it's the best joke. Well, well,
0: well,
1: well I will. I have to say, I can't um i bet there's a large chance that many of our viewing audio or listening audience um is very familiar with this joke right now i was sure you weren't but it is it was a joke told recently on the show the last of us it it is the delivery of the show is so perfect and i was like i'm just putting it in the show because i don't think ben's heard this one (laughs) no i sure
2: haven't i sure haven't and it's kind of gross but really also pretty hilarious kind of gross it is a lot gross (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's just, I think it's the fun. I think what's great about the joke is you can present it as if it's a fact. People aren't aware it's about to be a joke. No,
2: it's true. Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. like it's like one of those things where it's like you just immediately like, Dad. Yeah, and then it's like, Oh no, I get it. Okay, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. There, there was more to it. Yes. Um, but I I didn't even know I was I the, the small part of me that wondered whether or not there was more to it. I didn't know how to respond in such a way. Yeah. that was like. Um, like what if I had just said if you were like, did you know diarrhea sere? And I was like, Yep. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, yeah, I, th- I can, uh, yeah I don't know how I would have handled that. You're like, oh, you're aware it runs into your genes?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he said it again. Oh, no. Oh, man. Your genetics, Ben, of course. Everybody just became no. way too aware of their own digestive system. Oh,
1: my God. Well, now they are if they weren't before. Now,
2: speaking of digestion, yeah. why don't we talk a little bit about uh, a home event? I feel like a home repair, maybe you could even oh. say you just went through. I did. Uh, which, yeah. is, <clears throat> which is, you, you asked, for basically the uh, entirety of recent memory, yeah. from, from my perspective, struggled with your uh, washer and dryer oh, yeah. uh, in your home. There's your, been no
1: doubt about it. It's your, been quite a saga.
2: It has been quite a saga, yeah. and d- despite the fact that your your clothes always
1: seem neatly pressed and well laundered. Neatly pressed is stretching it. <laughs> okay, okay. Certainly not pressing it. <laughs> um, no, thank you, though. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad I don't look dirty in the <laughs> yeah, naked eye.
2: At no point in time I've ever thought like one one thing about Jay that you should know. Filthy, filthy. <laughs> Just like, like his clothes. Like, it's
1: like, dude, put it through the wash, man. It's like, yeah. It's like
2: a very. It's like, <coughs> like actually grimy. Like, yeah. like, like <laughs> oh. oh, actually, this does remind me of a quick anecdote <laughs> that I will tell you, which is that when I was in uh, my senior year of high school, I got a I, I felt like I thought that I was like into cars more than i actually was into cars okay this is like one of those like perspective things where it's like i think now as an adult i have like a much greater idea of how far into an interest i actually am Uh relative to like people who are into it right and so like in high school i i liked tinkering a little bit with my cars i liked to like like my uh like my, i would like wash my car like once a week so it was like very 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 clean or before i had that car i had this like trooper that i would go off-roading in and i installed like my subwoofers and everything in it and like yeah felt like i felt like i was being pretty handy by by like, you know running some cables and yeah wires for sure i mean like, you were yeah. yeah so like it was it was fun and stuff but like i didn't know things about how cars worked like i didn't know like, right like, like what the transmission. Actually, did right or like what a differential was or like I don't know any of those alternator, yeah, radiator, fuel pump, right words essentially, yeah. Um, but I got a job at a local car dealership where I was like, okay, this will be cool. I'll go and like learn everything to do about cars. Basically, the only thing I could do was an oil change very quickly. That was like that was like my claim to fame for like a hot second. Um but pretty much they, they just did that because anybody really Anyone could can do it. Yeah, yeah. When, it, when it comes down to it, the real difficulty of like an oil change is not any of the mechanics involved at all. It's pretty much just what do you do with the oil after you've like removed it? And, you know, car dealerships have like a big tank. For yeah. Specifically that thing. Anyway, the only reason I bring it up is because I would wear this pair of jeans to work every day and I had a like mechanics shirt that was like, you know, like, a Leftover from some other guy who used to work there, so it didn't even have my name on it, right? But like <laughs> everyone's like, What's up, Jose? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, that's me.
2: I think it was actually Gio. Oh, okay, it Gio, man. yeah, <laughs> that was a
1: uh, f- remarkably close guess. <laughs> I know, not
2: bad, not yeah. bad. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I, I think that there was like this, especially maybe like from like the Fast and the Furious Paul Walker's like aesthetic, you know, like the yeah, but like you know, he's sort of like, you know, it's always like pulling himself out from underneath the car and turning wrenches and stuff like that. I was like, just right, like, it's cool so anyway as i'm like working there and stuff though it's just absolutely going to be the case that your your physical clothes are going to become very covered in like grease and oil and you know break dust and stuff like that so like my pants were getting like actively dirty yeah but like i think at the time i really thought it looked cool like a badge of honor it was like a badge of honor it was like like, look i said i can i can turn a wrench you know which again to be clear i really couldn't um (laughs) however i felt like i felt like it was cool so anyway i would wear like my jeans to high school every day oh right like in their
1: grimy state
2: in their grimy state and i think it was like i thought that it was like having like holy jeans you know it's like like but like on un- like non-ironic non in like I didn't like ripped buy- jeans you yeah, mean ripped jeans yeah, yeah. I was like i didn't buy them this way i made them this i way. made them this yeah. way for, right for hard work and oil changes right um but anyway
1: i do think eventually somebody was like you need to wash your clothes and i was like oh Like, oh, that's so but this is like in your mind this is like a confidence boost. Yes. And suddenly like like you're just wearing it around like as a badge of honor and someone like comes like rips it out from under you and it's like I had I was making a false belief this entire time, and I was, like, letting... Like, I bet that, like, helped you guide decisions or something, you know? It's,
2: it, you know, we, I feel like you and I have both <coughs> talked about this so many times, but it felt like the the like the constant thing that happened with, like, my high school confidence would be, like, I would, like, walk into a classroom and, be like, I look cool today or something, and somebody would be like, your fly is down. And it would be like, well, that's it. That's it. See me again in two weeks. Yep. I'll try to recover from this. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah
1: yep i remember like feeling that way like i think uh i think when I was like a freshman in college like um you know like you're 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 new on campus and stuff. And I would like you have um, like room keys and stuff. You have you have to, you have to carry your keys around. Yes. And so I always had like um, like a lanyard. It would be on. Yeah. And I would always make sure to have my keys in my pocket, but the lanyard to make sure it was like hanging down, like you know, towards my knees, as if this was like a this was like a good look, like a fashion. This station. was like yeah, this is like yeah, look, this is cool. Right? I know the look I you're always, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Like this is what I'm going for. I'm yeah, I have easy access. Look at this. I go to this school. What up? You know, I don't know. I remember thinking that, and then like later on, being like freshmen with their lanyards all the time. Oh, it's you know? so true! It's so true. <laughs>
2: there's there's so many things like this. Like I, I feel like just going going through time. Like as, at college, it seems especially especially true. Like where there's always a marker of like the freshman, the bright eyed, the bushy tailed. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like um, like getting ready before class was always like a very like freshman move. Like you could always tell like a freshman walking to class because they like looked all like clean and showered and freshly shaved oh, right. and stuff like that. Like they that. didn't
1: wake up. They woke up more than five minutes ago. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
2: Which my MO in college, which I like, it was so bad. I had 8 AMs almost every single semester all through my college career. Uh, I had like boomer. a handful of days where I didn't have class until 11, but I basically would wake up at exactly the same time relative to when class started. So if I didn't have class till 11, then I would wake up at like, like 10 42 in the morning and if i wow
1: yeah not how my schedule went i think i woke up at seven every day every day yeah more or less you're such a professional yeah that was basically
2: (laughs) i bet a bunch of people were like freshmen
1: no (laughs) Uh, well after is that a lanyard <laughs> after your first year, um, well, I don't know if this was true at Radford, but after after your freshman year, at least at Tech, it was like you were off campus, yeah, uh, pretty was, much. Yeah. And they like they like force you off, like they just don't have enough they don't have enough dorm space for like the um, for for upperclassmen or whatever. So really, uh, it wasn't even a matter of uh, getting up and like oh, I, I, can, I can roll out of my you know dorm and get across campus in like eight minutes. It was like you had to make sure you were up in time to get to like to get to the bus stop to get on the bus to get to school to go to class or whatever or else have a car and in that case leave an extra even 30 minutes earlier to make sure you had time to circle the parking lot for 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) to hopefully find a spot in time
2: yeah which is no (laughs) guarantee whatsoever yeah i I could walk from all my apartments to campus Mm. like within like Six minutes. Oh,
1: I could not at Tech. Yeah, yeah no, that yeah. wasn't but happening. It,
2: geographically, much, much,
1: <coughs> much bigger campus. Yeah.
2: Anyway, I brought all that up, though it was a he was a huge tangent off the fact that you've had some washer dryer troubles.
1: Oh my gosh, you're right. Yes. Yeah. So we've had some troubles here uh, for for some time, as you guys have heard, have complained loudly about it, um, and. Uh, recently, I think back in November, like I was just like, okay, we're just, we're just buying a new washer and dryer. Like the washer's not getting clothes clean. The dryer's not getting clothes dry. Like, uh, um, you got to run it through there like several times and sometimes you would feel dry and then, you you know, you'd fold it and you'd put it away and by the time it had dried like inside of your drawer, it turns out, nope, it smells and you got to start the whole process over again. Oh, and like, man. you know, it's like you can, you know, it would slow Beth down a ton. Um, She was trying to, like, do laundry, like, start a load, you know, in the morning and then, like, just, you know, sort of start the rotation over. Like, I'll have these clothes done by then. But it's like, nope, had to do everything twice because nothing worked. Right. Yeah. So that's been our problem. Anyway, we ordered new washer and dryer. Took, like, a month for it to go through the whole shipping process and arrive at our house. And when they finally arrived, they were both uh, damaged. Uh, like that, I think the, the dryer actually had like a dent in the tumbler itself. So like, it like could not even spin without like causing like the whole thing to rock and stuff. So oh, we were geez. like, so yeah, that was a problem. And we we're like, okay. And they were like, well, we can definitely just reorder them for you. Um, and you know, bring you new ones. And we're like, okay, yeah, that would be, that would be great. Kind of knowing it's going to take a while, not knowing that those were then also on back order. So they did order them, but we had to wait for them to be like completely restocked. And then oh it took forever. <clears throat> finally we got the new ones we got the new ones in and it was like we're through it it's over like we have we made it out the other end you know you do the load and it came out dry and then we think we did like the second load through it and the clothes in the dryer were like still kind of damp it was like this cannot be happening what is going on there has got to be like something is the foot here i will say the washing machine works great it was like way better than the other one
2: okay <clears> that's so at least so there's some, there, some so there's that progress <clears throat>
1: yeah so then we're like maybe we just need to train it like clean out like the dryer vent, which is something we've tried to do in the past like um which in our house it's like it's almost impossible to get to the hole in the wall from the inside because the room itself is very small and moving the dryer is heavy and it's compact and you know I don't, it's like I don't know how to clean this super well, other than like you know sticking a tube down there, or vacuuming it out, or trying to like reach whatever lint you can see or whatever. But like right. shining a flashlight down there doesn't like look clogged or anything.
2: Yeah, and <coughs> and this is one of those things too where it's like you could even you could even like pull everything out, which like that is such a massive chore. It's such a thing nobody ever wants to do. Is to like move yeah. their washer and dryer, but <clears> it's like you could even get to your dryer vent and remove a considerable amount of like material from like the ducting. Like the ductwork there. Yeah. And be like, okay, I got a lot out. It should be better now. Yeah. Like I've made progress here, put everything back, and then only to discover that like it was the tip of the iceberg.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think what was throwing us off the scent of this particular problem was that when we had the dryer at the old house, which we brought to the new house, we had the same problem. Right. And it was like so so what I actually think was happening was that the dryer vent at the old house was clogged. And the dryer vent at our new house had been clogged by the people who were there before us. That's a good
2: old fashioned double whammy. It's a
1: good old fashioned double whammy. And you're like, it can't be that because that couldn't be true. Right. <laughs> anyway, we found this awesome TikTok of this guy who just does like dryer vent cleanings. And yeah, there's this like awesome tool you can get. It looks like a snake. You literally attach it to like your DeWalt gr- drill. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And it's got like a brush on one end. You just feed the snake into the thing, start drilling, and it just spins the brush up inside it. And then you just like pull it out while it's spinning. And oh my gosh, Ben, I can't even. But I mean, I feel I so badly wish I had been filming it because I like we would have, I feel like we would have just been like viral based on the amount of lint that came out of this thing. Oh it was my like gosh. it was just like pouring out like, like this giant pile of lint. Like it was absolute fire hazard. It felt, uh, but. I mean, such relief, though, to be like, like, this is it. This. Oh, my gosh. We found the problem. Yes. (laughs) Like, like, wow. Uh, What's crazy to me is that, like, this has been a problem since we moved in. So it's like, wow, this has been. Uh, it's only been getting worse I guess obviously. Right right. But yeah, it was it was a wild experience seeing it all come out and I was like, "Whoo, this is an absolute fix." So my my real look at the peak is um to buy the dryer vent cleaning brush and just you, please clean your dryer vents because uh chances are they could use it. If you've never known it, they could use it probably. Yep. Uh big fire hazard, energy saver. And uh, kind of satisfying also. Also, it's like like it was coming out and this was like our dryer vent, like to access it from the outside of the house. It's like through the ceiling, uh like it's like under the under the deck. So you have to like go up and then it like curves under the kitchen and then back up to the dryer or whatever. So it was like it was like pouring out of the bottom of the deck. It was really weird. But yeah, that was my that's that's my work at the peak. That was my my big home repair. <laughs>
2: it's pretty impressive. Yeah. it's pretty impressive. I mean, that's like that's like one of those things though that like, um, it's it's such a blind spot. Yeah, like this goes back to sort of like I think we've talked about this like a long time ago, but it's almost like in high school. At what point in time do they educate you about like cleaning your the ductwork associated with your your dryer? Like, yeah, when has like, anybody ever taught anybody know, to do this? Like, I know
1: that's it does feel like this like missing gap of knowledge. And I feel dumb saying it because it's like you maybe instead of buying a brand new dryer, you could have just bought this like $30 tool off Amazon and fixed yourself way in advance to which I will say that might be true. But at the same time, uh, the dryer didn't always just like turn off, you know, like it had sensors, but sometimes it would do the full cycle and it would still be wet. You know, it wasn't like, oh, that's too hot in here. Turn it off. I don't know. It was either way. Both my machines work now. Amazing, so amazing.
2: It's good. Do you feel like this will be something now that, like, as you get older, like, like, can you imagine a world where you like go over to Luke's house one day and you're like, clean your dryer vent recently? Yeah, <laughs> like, hang <laughs> probably. On. Hang on, I'm gonna go get the snake. I'll, I'll go be, get. I'll the be snake. right back. We just live down the street, down yeah. the block. I'll yeah. be right oh, back. Oh boy, yeah,
1: I'm sure Luke's gonna live in our neighborhood. That'll be a blast. No, no, you'll live in his neighborhood. <laughs> I'll <laughs> <Because> <laughs> be those parents. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, we well, guess what, son? <laughs> we bought the house we right down the, the block, house down the street. We'll be over all the time. We pizza night yeah oh man i'm just kidding it's sunday i'm bringing it <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'll be here i guess
1: i get real southern it, a, in retirement a yeah, yeah. <laughs> in retirement right um no i will say like it's it's weird going through like adulthood like this is like having to figure all these things out i feel like i've got these weird tools or like weird like repairs that you go through so like now i've got a dryer van cleaning tool like that like maybe i'll use it again and you know soon at some point yeah I've also got like the the giant like air plunger gun I can use on the toilet. And it's like I I don't know if I'm going to need it. Hopefully not, but you know what? I got it.
2: Right, right, right. <laughs> got
1: it. Uh, I also this was another one. I d- dude, this was this was like a moment of like I this like empowered me for like a week. Our um the top rack of our dishwasher. Um, it was like, it had become like corroded from the, like the plastic had to just like become corroded from all like the water and heat over the years that has been there. Okay. Again, a problem we inherited from the old owners, Naturally. but like, it just like one side of it just collapsed. So we had to like, sort of like rest it like on the rail rather than it being like really slotted into the rail for like, I don't know, way too long. It's one of those problems you just like normalize and it's you're like, this is just how you do it now. And it's like, right. yeah, it's like, you don't realize the quality of life. And so forever, I like, I went through. And at one point, like literally I was like, okay, we're fixed. I'm going to fix this. We're going to do this and it's going to be tedious and annoying, but I'm going to get it done and like i went through and i looked up like you know through ge or i don't even know what the manufacturer is i had to like go through online go through their like clunky website find the exact product number and the id serial number look it up wow
2: you did all the things <laughs> did
1: all the things like okay top rack thing and like okay needed the, the replacement parts the replacement parts came in a box i promptly ignored the problem again for like four more months cuz i was like uh, you know what you know it's going to be impossible for me to do well, the real problem was that like the the time to do it is when the kids are not awake oh, because yes. like they're going to want to come like investigate the tools and all these tiny parts and all these plastic things and it's like i need none of that the problem is the only time that is is at night when the dishwasher is running yo right right (laughs) Right. right, right. yes yes, i was like this was like this concept like there's never a gap in time to do it and it also knew that even under the best circumstances it's a finicky frustrating project like no matter what yes you know it's like i'm gonna have to be working with what is definitely going to be a somewhat dirty rack I'm gonna have to assemble a bunch of fiddly bits that are good yeah whatever but ultimately ultimately I found I got it completely done I found the also hard to track down instruction manual on how to assemble it I was very proud of myself I was like this was I was dadding at like a hundred percent
2: and tr- truly
1: I go and I put it back in and everything fits perfectly it was fantastic and like as I do it like in order to take the top rack out you had to like undo these two little clips one of those clips i put it back on the next day we pulled it out and it broke and it was like that piece didn't come with the replacement thing so now even though the rack itself was fixed it could still fall off in the same way but in a different way oh no i was like uh, and then when we were at disney they had to we like i like their dishwasher the dishwasher in the room we had had the same clip you did not take i did it. not steal it but oh ben, my gosh i, was I like, so thought i was, I was like, like i point like i was i saw it and i was like beth look <laughs> the, clip. the clip but what uh, was your favorite souvenir from disney I it would have been yeah <laughs> no we have ordered it the dishwasher is now also officially fixed that was another big win for me so my appliances are like there, you know, we're we're operating great. If I can get the ice maker going, wow, who's to say? Wow, wow, wow. I know. Yeah, that seems less likely, but whatever.
2: We can work on it. We can yeah. Work on it. Well, all I'm hearing though is that you need like a bat cave, like with yeah. all of your all of your like unique home repair tools, like, yeah. on like the on like the pegboard, you know, like like neatly like yeah. set up <laughs> and everything. It's like you need like the industrial plunger.
1: Yeah. Hang on. I'll grab it for you. I'll grab it. Hold on a sec. I'll be there. You got a weird problem. I got it.
2: (laughs) I have solutions to weird problems. I have solutions
1: to weird problems. But you know what? Houses are full of weird problems. But yeah, it's like, you're right. It's like, I feel dumb sometimes for like having these problems exist in my house, but also and like, like struggling to go through the process of fixing them. But also like, I just, I don't feel like I was like ever at some point taught the things Oh, yeah. I know. I know.
2: I mean, that's the thing is like everybody's just operating blind because you also don't know like which piece of like the major appliances in your home is going to be the one that's like going to go wrong. Yeah. Like because it's just it's like everything is unpredictable. I I had an instance once because when we first moved into the house, we had oil heat and it was like really it, it was like the only time like I had ever interacted with a utility like this before where you have to like actually call a company to come and, like, f- like refill your oil tank so that, like, there is fuel available for the boiler, which runs all the radiators in my house, to then, like, operate off of. So, like, even that was just massively inconvenient. So, like, once a winter, it was just this, like, huge expense that you would incur, and this huge truck would pull up. and yeah. Just- fill your tank up or whatever and one day it showed up to fill my tank with like the heating oil and it blew the bottom completely out of the tank whoa and just dumped like hundreds of gallons of heating oil onto the floor of my basement right which at this point in time i'm like if like a pilot light had gone off if like something metal had fallen on the floor i feel like the whole (sighs) house would have gone up right yeah like like,
1: that's like Mm, my house is not not a bomb right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like this is this is this is
2: actually scary. Like I don't know what to do. And like you know, the, like like with literally everything else as well. It's like you call like your homeowners insurance, and you're like, I never really thought I would ever actually use this. I know that I'm required to have it, and therefore I do. And this feels like a big event that has happened that's going to be costly to repair. So, hi, this thing happened at my home. Does my homeowners insurance policy cover this? And it's like, no, of course not. And it's like, of course not. Of course not. Of course it didn't. No, it did not. Wow. No. I had to apply for a grant, and the grant came through and uh, took care of the associated like abatement of the materials. Mm. I don't know if abatement's the right word, but it seemed like it fit the sentence. Wow. Yeah. I know. It was ridiculous. Uh, um, and so anyway, I was like, I am so tired of like this boiler problem. Like it's just like, it reminds me of like home alone, you know, like there's like the big, yeah. like furnace thing in the, mm. in the middle. And like, he he's like scared of it and stuff. Um, that's how it's been for me it's like this thing was like old and ancient and like one morning we woke up and like our house was just full of this like black acrid smoke you know we were like well this like, like this isn't good like yeah like, this is like, bad yeah we had to like go and like sleep in our camper in the driveway <coughs> Jeez, geez uh, like one of the few occasions where i was like thank goodness we had like a solution to this um so i replaced the whole thing i like i i have like spent more money than I ever wanted to on like HVAC, uh, got like a tankless hot water heater, which then promptly also hadn't worked for like 18 months. And just like, was this like constant issue where right. like we would go to give like Addie her bath at night. And usually what that meant is like, I would like start warming a bottle, Uh, for like bedtime. Alice would take Addie up, put her in the bath. I would like go through this like regime of like, okay, turn on like the downstairs bathroom sink, hot water, the kitchen sink, hot water, flush the toilet, go down to the basement, turn on the like override switch, which has to like soft lock into place inside of like the furnace box, close the door, go back upstairs, bottles heated run, you know, like whatever it is. It's like, it's like, <clears throat> was the hot water hot? And she's like, well, I was a little cold." And it's like, <gasps> <gasps> "But I did all the things." So you didn't have hot water. We we consistently did not have hot water for about a year. Yeah. You just had to taken cold showers. Well, it would it would it would work inconsistently, okay. but it would consistently not work at night during Addie's bath. Gotcha. So that was another like weird one. So anyway, it's just like yeah, when you when you go into like home ownership, it's just like one of these things where it's like even the company that was taking care of like my boiler situation was great. Like beyond great phenomenal. Yeah. They were so attentive to everything and they must've come out to my house 20 times. Yeah. You know, it's like do this stuff, but it was like still all the while. So this is even like one of the situations where it's like, it's not even the difference between like a landlord and owning your own home because like typically it's like, well, it's the landlord's problem. It's like the guy wasn't even charging me to come and like work on it. It just right. wasn't being fixed. Right. It just wasn't ever getting there. So, yeah. Anyway, that was that.
1: Empty <sighs> homes, hard stuff. Transition.
2: Transition. Okay, Jay. I feel like the last topic of the day. I feel like this is a big one. Uh the Super Bowl. The Super
1: Bowl. The
2: Booper Soul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite, my favorite souls. What the, your favorite the, souls? Yeah,
1: the Booper. The Booper Soul. Yeah, the Booper yeah. Soul. Yeah, It's yeah, a good um, one.
2: <laughs> okay, so this year we had the Chiefs versus the Eagles. Yes, um, we did. Which was, which was a, uh, it was pretty exciting. Like I feel like. Uh when it comes to the Super Bowl there's a variety of different ways that the event itself can be entertaining and i feel like lots of people know this because it's it's almost like a national holiday like in and of itself. Yeah. But it's like there are plenty of people who like go for the surrounding like food and or party. So it's like for them, it's like a whole bunch of people get together. There's right. a whole bunch of like. It's a social
1: outing. It's a social
2: <coughs> outing. Yeah. Good food to eat. Uh, then there's the people who are into the game itself in some yep. capacity, like watching the plays of football that are going on. There's obviously the commercial. There's the halftime show um, and otherwise just like associated. uh recreational like betting on the game which is something like we've done in the past to just try to like make it
1: more
0: yeah
2: more fun or whatever but so like any which way that you watch it it could be entertaining for like a lot of reasons this year i did feel like what you were watching was like the two best teams with two fantastic quarterbacks like on proud display
1: oh yeah like Like, the game itself was actually really exciting to watch and it was like very back and forth Um, Tons of points scored, 73 points scored, 73 points scored. That's outrageous for like just your average football game at all. But like the way they were being scored, there was like a fumble scoop and score. There was like a almost punt return. Yeah, there were all these like narrow, super close calls. Like, yeah, he's his hand missed it. But you could see the frame, you know, it was like frame by frame. Like, yeah, here's his hand on the ball. There's his toe on the grass, you know, like this. This counts for that or the other way. Um, it was a super exciting game going back and forth. And, like, I don't really feel like I necessarily had a horse in the race either. Nope. Yep, you know, that's, yep. that's the other thing. Like, so often the Super Bowl is like low stakes for most of the people watching because it's like only two teams can make it and that alienates the other 30 fan bases. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh,
2: although I will say that I feel like as I have uh, grown into adulthood, one of the other big things that has happened is that, like, when it comes to professional sports, on in most instances i don't really have a horse anymore and i'm mostly just like I just have fun watching people who are good at what they do, yeah. do what they do, yeah. or otherwise follow some type of otherwise storyline. Yeah,
1: you absolutely. Know, it's just like,
2: it's like, <clears throat> these people are unbelievable. This is know? the thing
1: about sports is you can so quickly find like a storyline that like you're like, in like just in line. Like, okay, this is what I'm going for now.
2: I know. Yeah. Like, like <clears throat> even this is like one of those things I've done it with Alice and she is like, so Alice is, was having like a friend anniversary with one of our other, um, like close friends who like they hung out properly for the first time like six years ago during the super bowl because i had like hosted a party and it was like the first time that they like got together and neither of them really were interested in watching the game they did a puzzle in the dining room instead um and i feel like throughout this year alice herself got like a little bit more into it like a little bit more into the narrative and she does own um an eagles jersey Mm -hmm. so she was wearing her eagles jersey so uh she she did like pop in but like Um, it's fun to me because I feel like I'll always try to give her like just like enough information to where she's like, Oh, okay. I'm into this. Yeah. Uh, but for, in case you're unaware, like the head coach for the Kansas city chiefs was the former head coach of the philadelphia eagles right who they were playing yeah um and so like even like that little tiny tidbit and i think the thing about uh andy Reid is his name uh as a coach is that like he did a lot of good stuff while he was coaching philadelphia but he never won a super bowl and the organization had never won a super bowl um
1: and so i i think they let him go yeah right i think so like since he's left the eagles have in fact won a super bowl they have but he has now in fact won Two. Two uh, with a different team. <laughs> one of which was against the Eagles. Against the Eagles. Yeah, so, so it's
2: just like you see these things and it's just like, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Like, it's for, wild. For that
2: like one person, like this this like saga of their life to be like, like, that was the team I, I wore that green color for 14 years. You yeah. know, and it's like, and now, and now we're here. Now we're and here.
1: It, and you know what? It's on. <laughs> the game is on. And the game was on. It was it was a very good game. Uh the Chiefs won, in case you didn't watch. Uh, yeah, but I will say there was like the like, I would say like mm, teen, teensy or large. I don't know. I'm sure Philadelphia fans are going to be mad about it forever. But uh, the uh so this game is like back and forth the whole way. Like at, at certain points, you were just like, well, the Eagles have got it. They're like running away with it. And then all of a sudden it's like, is Kansas City winning? What happened? Yes. Like, yeah, but it comes down. It is queuing up to be this amazing finale. Like both teams have been in the lead. It is tied 35 to 35. Kansas City has the ball. They're in the red zone. They are like definitely going to score, whether it's going to be a touchdown or a field goal, but it's under two minutes left, which means almost definitely the way this game is going to end is that Philadelphia and their brand new star quarterback are going to have the most classic two minute drill to go score and win the game. Yeah,
2: like, like for all of the marbles. For all of the
1: marbles. And it's just like, this is what it's come down to. Like, Kansas City is probably about to go up by three, and they're just going to have to hold them off, if they can. And, like, whether or not they could, it's a huge question, because they have been dropping deep balls the whole game. Like, putting on a show. And then, and then, while all this momentum is building to this crazy ending, all of a sudden, there's this, like, the lamest holding call anyone's ever seen in professional sports, yeah. like the tiniest little Jersey tug that gets called it, and it, instead like sort of just ends the game right there because suddenly Kansas city gets a first down. And now like it, this was, this was what I thought was impressive. Uh Like now they can basically run the clock out, right? Yeah. They just like, they, they literally run the ball. The next player, they go down to the one yard line. They could have scored and they take a knee just so that they get like, like um, like
2: yeah, they saw it as more beneficial to waste clock than get the sure thing score.
1: Yeah. And it's exactly what they did. The guy runs down, stops before the end zone, takes a knee, and then they just run the clock out, kick a field goal with no time left on the clock, and that's basically it. Game over. Yeah. Which I will say this. This was like the whole game was so back and forth. And so it was like watching these like two like master teams like play against each other. And then like as soon as like there was like the moment of weakness, the way in which like like Andy Reid and the Chiefs, like clamped down on victory immediately. Yes, was like like there like there are plenty of people who would have been like who would have easily just scored and not thought about it. Like, of course you got to get a touchdown, right? Like they the speed at which like they all knew exactly how to like clamp down this game and put it to rest without any questions was like so impressive to yeah. me. Like I was like I was like oh I didn't even think about it. I would have scored you know I would have gone for the touchdown. Like, I know I know for it was sure. Like, it was like <clears> oh.
2: <throat> Cool. yeah I see what they're doing it, it
1: honestly this sounds stupid but it reminded me very much of like pokemon really like, yes where it's just like suddenly it's just like yep boss boss game it's just like oh now now i've got it now it's checkmate like we still have to play it out obviously and who knows what could happen but like it's over right like and it was just like the whole game you didn't know what was going to happen but at that moment it was like nope like we're not we're not we're not being stupid about this we're extremely good at this right, right. yeah
2: yeah no so it's it, it was very yeah it was very interesting to see it play down but you, you're absolutely right like it was like a thrilling game like you and I and uh, like the GMA were basically like in our chat the whole game what Mike was actually at my house so it was like really funny because we were both, yeah. like you know uh, yeah um, but you know like like throughout the game it was just like that catch oh my gosh like yeah. touchdown you know like we we're just having like so much fun with it it was like it was it was so great but you're right like you get to the end of this game there There's this like it's like one of those fouls where it's like technically it's like was it was it a foul? It's like technically it was a foul. Like you can you can like see the thing that happened. It's like it's clear as day. It's like otherwise incredibly nitpicky. Yeah. And it's like this is like one of the most decisive plays on one of the most decisive games of like you know like the top of the top the finale of the finale like tied game high scoring lights out. You know it's just oh, like man. it's like
1: not now
2: not like now. what are you
1: doing man like you like that that dumb call end of the game basically right. and, yeah. and it basically yeah and it's like one of
2: those <coughs> things where it's like again like we didn't really have a horse in the race you or I but it was just like it's like ah yeah, like it was like, like
1: you really wanted to see this like climactic finish and all of a sudden it was like and the other thing was like the 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 penalty like the the whole the holding quote unquote like didn't affect the play like at all. Right. Um, And like had it not happened like the the Chiefs are going to be in this bad position and instead they're just like all of a sudden thrust into winning position like yeah. they had they had played their set of downs poorly and we're going to not not like lose but they were going to be in like field goal position they were going to be in like now we really have to like fight to win the game and instead it was just like oh just kidding we won
2: now it's a chip shot for for yeah the finale yeah um so i don't know it was very interesting though because i i thought about this a lot with the world cup this year for for soccer or football depending on where you live and um i felt like the the refs themselves inside of those games were like advised like we want to let the game play. Yeah, and so like you may know if you've ever watched a professional like soccer match, football match at all, you know that like like flopping is sort of like an integral part of the game. It's like if you get run into and lost the ball, then you are like
1: you're like, making a show of it.
2: Yeah, you are like flying through the air. Like, and sometimes I'm like blown away when they show like in slow motion. I'm like, you actually look like you're in chronic pain right now. Yeah, like, it's like I don't think you are. like the split second like they're like amazing actors when it comes to like the split second that somebody like steps on their foot it's just like their face is like in sheer agony right
1: it looks like i'll never walk again it's like as soon as the penalty is called it's like they're sprinting downfield right right right. totally fine i'll take the kick i'll I'll take take, the kick don't worry about it yeah yeah um
2: so i felt like i felt like this year (laughs) with the world cup one of the things i really enjoyed was that like they were just like "Let's, let's 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 let them play and at times it was almost like that guy's still on the ground it's been three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's still on the ground. He's actually hurt, though. Right? Yeah, it's like it was like I have no idea if we've pushed it too far, people. Like mm-hmm. it's like it feels like maybe he's actually hurt. Although you can't tell if it's just like, or did you just like really commit? Now you can't just like get up off the ground and yeah. like jog off. Yeah. So I'm like I was like, and then if you're on the ground, you're also not defending. Anyway, the point is for the Super Bowl, it was one of those things where I was like I. It was like a, let the boys play. Right. It, you know? I mean, it
1: was. And there is the other thing about, like, um, soccer, uh, since we're comparing it to American football, um, is that, like, the, there's, um, th- like, the refs can call according to the, quote, unquote, spirit of the game. Uh-huh. Where, like, if, <clears throat> uh like, like, where you can just let something go to keep the gameplay going. Oh, sure. You know? um,
2: but, Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. It's like, it's like. It's like, yes, there was a foul, but, like, advantage is being, like, allowed here where, yeah, like, you're, you know, we're not going to stop you on your run down the field just because something happened.
1: Right, yeah. Or, like, yeah, there's, like, yeah, there's playing advantage where it's sort of like, oh, this guy clearly fouled you and your team but in doing so the ball ricocheted in your favor so it's like like they're not they they can decide like no that's advantage we're just going to let it play out because your team ended up with the ball and it would be worse for your team if we slowed play down right because you're on a breakaway because now you're on a breakaway or like You know, there's always, uh, like in in, in any other sport, there's a clock that everyone can see. And if it hits zero, like that's it. You know, that's where you get like the buzzer beaters in basketball and in football. And, you know, it's like now the game is over. Like if you are... Like, when in soccer, there's, like, stoppage time. So, like, only the ref knows how much time is left in the game. I love which how is like,
2: it's, like, it's, like, a grand mystery. It
1: is, like, a grand mystery. And they're always, like, they always have, like, experts who are, like, yeah, it's, like, roughly nine minutes, we think. Right. You know, and they'll put it up there, and you'll keep watching. But, like, you, you don't know. The ref could call the game at any second, which creates this, like, crazy drama at the end of games. Yeah. And the thing is, if you're the ref, like, like, if... Like you could watch the the official clock go past zero and you could see a team on a breakaway. And it's like they will all like they will let the breakaway resolve. Right. Like it's not like, oh my gosh, they got a massive breakaway. He's sprinting for goal. <laughs> Whistle. That's it. Never mind. Don't take the shot. Like they will always let that final shot go off. And like depending on what happens, like they shoot, they miss, then it'll be like, Phew, and that's game. And that's or if they yeah. shoot and score, then you know, then that's game. Right. But like, like, they're not going to let the excitement be stopped by something as trivial as the clock, like one second on the clock.
2: Could you imagine them? I mean, and for what it's worth with football, uh, American football, that is, like it is the case that like time can run out and then the, the play isn't officially over until the ball is down. So like technically you can play a plat- past zero seconds yeah. inside of like a single play right for football. But it would be very interesting if this was the type of thing where it's like, no, let's let's let it p-. like, it's like technically we're out of time, but like, I want to see what happens. Can right, you stop them? Yeah. Like it's, it's like, right. They're on the one. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. You know what? It's like,
1: yeah, it's like they've only got, yeah, like they're on the one yard line and the guy, it's his first down, but there's only one second left. So I was like, like, they ran the play. They didn't get it. But, like, they're right here, so let's just see. Let's just see. Let's just see. That that sounds like crazy talk, though, you know. It does. It does. I guess, yeah, the difference is that football, American football is not, like, a fluid sport at all. There's very much, like, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, this this is the frustrating thing is that, like, in the moment... Like you so badly wish that the ref could have just gone like after like he has to call it as he sees it happening. But once he's thrown the flag, that's it.
2: The flag's on the ground. The flag's yeah, on the ground.
1: Like, and if they reviewed the tape, it would be like, well, there's the penalty right there. Right. But like no one in their right mind would like allow would have, you know watch the play and been like, excuse me, where was the flag? Right, if he right. didn't throw it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it, it's like, it's like one of those things. I mean, like, you know, I always, I always do think about it, like from the ref's perspective and like what it must have been like to go from like refing like your first ever, like little league game. And like for these guys, like, uh, it, like for them, they're literally playing, they're refing on the grandest scale. Yeah, like they're at the top of refsmanship. Yeah, you know, it's like it doesn't get any bigger than than play like being a ref in the oh, Super Bowl. It so
1: was, on the, I don't know if you ever experienced this, like when 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 you and I were were soccer refs back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, yeah, back in the day, <laughs> getting yelled at. I experienced it. Yeah, it yeah. was great. It was great. It like there was this weird like camaraderie between the officials where. You know, everyone always has stories about being yelled at all the time, and you know, you go, you go to these big tournaments, and there's like the ref tent, and you're all just like hanging out, like, "Oh, hell was your game," or whatever. But like, there were times where it honestly felt like, like as the ref, it felt like they were organizing the games so the refs would have games to like, like, "Oh, we made these jobs. We like we hired all these refs. Maybe we should organize some games so they have something to do, somewhere to go." You know, it felt like the games revolved around giving the refs jobs rather than like you. You contributing
2: you, to, the, the kid's to, the, to the to, to the play. kids' ability to play the game, like yeah.
1: yeah, it was like this weird reversal of like the like yeah, okay, guys, everyone chill, right? You're just playing so that I have a job, right? Okay, <laughs> okay, this is mostly about us, right? Like, yeah. I wonder if that's how like <laughs> that's how I felt refing, you know, rec league soccer in Roanoke County. Like, how did the rest of the Super Bowl feel? <laughs>
2: right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. Sure
1: is nice of the NFL to put on all these games, so we have something to do on weekends. We have
2: something to do. <laughs> Oh, my goodness gracious. I yeah. know. But, yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing is that, like, you know, it's it's such an advanced level of, like, of, like, split second decision making and, like, just a very, very elaborate rule book that over the years has been, like, so heavily, you know, like detailed. Yeah. Like, like, I bet if there was, like, an official, the first official rules to football, it would look like the Half-Blood Prince's copy by now. <laughs> <Yeah. 'cause> it, <laughs> would just, it would just be like, okay, but wait, we need to figure out what's going to happen if this is this, this and this. You know, because it's like, they, they, like there's so many, like, small little changes. Like, like you know, it's like, how do we define what, like, blocking a pass was? And like, like oh, why don't we make it so that, like, in order for it to be pass interference, the the defender also needs to be looking back at the ball. It's like, oh, that's a good point. Because then mm. it's like, then he has a chance to to actually like catch the ball himself and he might he might be just as much yeah, he might just know,
1: be going for the ball, and the other guy's just in the way. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, it's yeah. Like, He's it's like, looking at the ball. That's not pass interference.
2: Right. Right. So it's like now we need to determine how much
1: was he looking at the ball.
2: Right. Did his head turn enough? Can, can, can we justify the head turn clause? Right.
1: You know, the I mean? ones that the what? Yeah, like the amount of like nitpickiness they get with like the fact that the cameras are in play is like there's always the ones that crazy to me is like as they're like whether they get two feet inbounds like you have to have control the ball with two feet in bounds, and like the ability of the players to get both their toes like in the ground on the ground before they go out of bounds is sometimes crazy but sometimes it'll be like they're catching it with like one hand on it with one foot on the ground and then that foot comes up and they put the second hand and then they get the second foot down and it's like did he have control of it on the first one right right you know, on that first hand did that count because he was definitely holding it and he moved it into his hand but you know it's still kind of mo- uh. right right
2: or, or like I know that there were like instances like I, I feel like I remember a Virginia Tech football game once upon a time where like the player was like sprinting down the sideline and like scores like the winning touchdown and like everything's great and they're like his foot kind of touched the outside line and it's like it's like nobody was near him by 10 yards and it's like he just ran too close to going out of bounds yeah and like he stepped on the white and it's like we have a high we have we have a high res video that we can of watch in slow-mo and you can see where like the white the little painted white pieces of grass they are in the air. Yeah. So you touched so the white. You did. So it's so like, it's like, it's actually going to be back there. Despite the fact that like you did successfully intercept the ball and you ran down the, you know, down the side of the field and nobody's near you and you like outplayed everybody. It's like you, you technically, uh, yeah,
1: the rule, the rules could be very tricky, but sometimes, sometimes on the other hand, I feel like it, like it'll come all the way back around. Like I'm sure there's like this extremely famous play actually by the Eagles. Um, where uh, this w- great deep ball wide receiver, his name was Deshaun Jackson, like catches this crazy ball downfield. He's wide open. He just takes off. No one's going to catch him. He's running towards the end zone and he like begins the celebration kind of before he gets there because there's no one near him. But part of that celebration is dropping the football, like so he can like do whatever dance he's going to do. Yep. But he drops the football before the his foot crosses the line to the end zone. And so, like, suddenly, like, you didn't score at all. And like, it's like, clearly you were going to score. And it's like, then there's this like, should that have just counted as a touchdown? Like are we really gonna like he didn't fumble it or anything? Like this was clearly just a mistake. But it's like, but it was a mistake and he was showboating. So of course you should be punished for that. You know, right, it's like right. like, yeah, I guess so. But it's like they scored that touchdown, man. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like, but they didn't. But this is one of those
2: things too, like I'm so curious. Cause in the moment, like it very frequently seems like on in the instances like that, like I would almost think that as a referee, my mind would go into autopilot. And it's like it looks like a touchdown. It's acting like a touchdown. He walked right into the end zone. No big deal. Nobody was near I'm like, hands in the air. It's a touchdown. Like, as a ref, it's like in my mind, I'm like, I would have done shorthand and not paid sh- the strictest attention to where he let go of the ball. And I'm like, it's
1: a touchdown. Like, yeah. And I, I think say that's this, probably what happened too. I,
2: yeah. I'd be curious. But like, sometimes I am impressed when it's like, it's like somebody will, um, Like, like for example, in the NFL, if you catch the ball and fall on the ground, you can stand back up and keep running. This is not true in college football. If you in college football, if you like hit the ground, then you're down wherever you hit the ground. As long as you haven't been touched. Yeah. You can stand back up. And occasionally I feel like people forget that. And so like they'll like catch the ball, hit the ground or whatever, and then like stand up and like everybody like, okay, the play's over. It's like, but the ref never called the play dead. And it's like, it's like they were watching. It's like, no, technically nobody touched him. Yeah, he can keep running, and like sometimes you'll see like 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 this situation will happen, and like somebody thinks he was down. It's like refs never called the play, Dad. Yeah, it's just like all of a sudden like everybody's just standing there like next to each other like mid mid play, and then he'll take off down the field, and it's like, oh my gosh, he wasn't down. He wasn't down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like or or
1: yeah, you'll see like the opposite where someone will fall down like they'll fall down and get up and be like plays over and drop the ball and it's like you just fumbled right right, (laughs) right, yeah yeah it's like
2: so these are these are the things where i'm like maybe refs are a lot better at their jobs well their
1: mistakes are on massive spotlight and in your you're of course Everyone watching sports is heavily biased. And, oh yeah, you know yeah. everything that didn't go your way was wrong all the time. You know, right? It's
2: Even this, it's like, was it a bad call or did it just make the end of the game a little bit disappointing? Yeah, and it's like,
1: it's like, huh? I feel like in this scenario, I mean, it's like it wasn't an inaccurate call, but I think it was a bad call. See, this is what saying, yeah. that's what I'm saying. though. what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, because because. You could have let it go, and no one would have ever been like. But he was holding. Right. But it, it wasn't like this egregious, like shoulder jerk. Obviously affected the play thing. Anyway, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm, we could. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we could talk about it a lot. Um, yeah, that was that was the Super Bowl that this was year. Bowl. Rihanna How- was at halftime. That was cool.
2: Yeah, I, most baller way you could possibly ever announce your pregnancy. I yep. think and it was, <laughs> it just was like, pretty cool. It was like. Wow! Uh, yep, Un, untopable. That's it. Like, That's it. I, I can't imagine like the big like a bigger stage. Yeah, or in this case, floating from the rafters stage. Yes, right. Um. So yeah, well done, well done, Rihanna. Could not believe the number of Rihanna songs that I actually knew. Oh yeah, because um, we're. This
1: is another great example of us, me and Ben, being really bad at music. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is like yeah, it's playing songs like oh, I do know all these songs. I just didn't know they were all Rihanna. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. But I think you. I think. This this was hilarious to me. There was one song that you thought was Rihanna, which
2: is ti- the song Titanium. Titanium,
1: yeah, which is not Rihanna, but is Sia, yeah, right. So hilariously, like as we were going through, I was like, I was talking, I was talking about was like, is is Chandelier Rihanna? And she's like, no, that's Sia. And I was like, so, <laughs> me and you both both thought, thought Sia songs, different Sia songs for Rihanna's songs. like, and found this out the next morning, right? So not only,
2: yeah, did we did we not realize how many rihanna songs that we knew but two of the songs we thought we knew weren't actually rihanna songs <laughs> and we're the
1: same different <laughs> the artists. same
2: different artists who must just sound similar to rihanna's sound is what yeah I'm go yeah with. right yeah. that's got
1: to be a thing right like every, every we all agree see and rihanna they sound they similar. sound the same maybe, i don't know maybe. i don't know it's just like
2: that. everybody's like yes, everyone's like gosh you guys i survived that entire conversation about football to finally get my bingo card filled out <laughs> Anyway, oh guys, man. thank you so much for tuning in this week's episode of The Pop. Like we said, there's a really fantastic episode of After the Final Pop. If you've never uh, upgraded to that particular tier before, it's $5 a month. Uh, getting access for a month does get you access to the entire back catalog. So if you're just looking for a way to binge a whole bunch of extra uh, popcorn culture, then there is a whole bunch available over there. That's patreon.com slash popcorn culture. And select the uh, After the Final Pop tier. Yeah. Hopefully that's what it's called. Yep. The Buzzy B tier. Yeah. The Jazzy J tier. Actually, yeah, I could can- not Jazzy B. J do the jazzy Buzzy, tier, Buzzy, Buzzy B tier yeah. bear in Buzzy, mind Buzzy.
1: that whichever person you sign up for casts a vote for that person to be the host so if you want you know me to continue hosting the show and bringing you amazing uh corny jokes or if you'd like
2: the 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 return <laughs> The return of the one true host. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, we, we live in well, the age, we live in the age of nostalgia, uh, right? You know, everybody mm. wants to see like the thing they want to see come back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's everyone's nostalgic for when you were the host yeah. so long ago. <laughs> so was, so long ago. You know, uh, we like remember eons. when Ben was the host? <laughs> eons, eons. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for, everyone, for watching. Until next time, pop up.